Welcome to Wisdom Talk Radio, a collaborative community of explorers in conscious living. Most of us have experienced something in our lifetime that we might say was a miracle. Some of us have had encounters with what we would call angels. Well, my guest today, Corinne Grillo, has been directly inspired in her work to teach us that we are not alone and that we can manifest more love, wealth, and healing through connecting with the angels. Hi, I'm Laurie Seymour, host of Wisdom Talk Radio and founder of The Baca Journey, fast-track technology for your co-creative power. For visionaries, innovators, company founders, and product designers, optimize your ability to create more in less time and enjoy every minute. My guest today, Corinne Grillo, is a licensed psychotherapist, author, speaker, healer, teacher, and founder of the Angel Alchemy Academy. A mind-blowing miracle from the angels saved her life, cured her of lifelong depression, and awakened her spiritual gifts. She now teaches others all over the world how to awaken their spiritual gifts, heal their lives, and discover their true purpose by working with angels and the divine. Corinne teaches by bridging others with direct mystical experiences, excessive amounts of laughter, I'm looking forward to that, down to her spiritual wisdom, ritual, and powerful energy medicine that awakens the heart, mind, and soul. Corinne has a new book coming out called The Angel Experiment, and it arrives for the world on October 27th. She says, miracles are real. You are not alone. There is no such thing as coincidence. Welcome, Corinne. I am so excited that you're here with me today. Oh, Lori, thank you for having me on. I'm so grateful. So what do you mean when you say we're not alone? Yes. So, um, you know, I spent a large majority of my life in deep struggle. I had a very challenged childhood, let's put it that way. And um, there was so much loss and and, uh, pain and abuse growing up that by the age of 18, I um, really, my only prayer was hoping that that day would be my last. And uh, having trudged through the the mud for so many years, I constantly felt alone. And yes, I grew up Catholic, and uh, and I knew of God, and but uh, it always seemed like this faraway concept, like I'm down here and God's far away. And um, and the religion that I was raised in didn't really help comfort me or, or make me feel better. As a matter of fact, uh, I remember feeling more paranoid than anything about, oh my gosh, am I doing anything wrong? And so. Um, so, uh, so yes, um, it wasn't until my mid thirties where I had uh, a big encounter with spirit, a big encounter with angels that I really realized how much none of us are alone. And that in fact, we, I had never been alone. None of us have ever been alone and we will never actually have to be alone. The more that we embrace the reality and it is reality 
that angels are real and there's invisible beings right there with us helping us. And I really was one of the last candidates to ever uh, be a, pr- be preaching this at all. I was not, you know, not particularly religious. I've always been spiritual, but I, I just had a big angel encounter and it was life-changing. It was, I witnessed a miracle. And uh, really since that day, I, I have been a step-by-step guided into the work that I do today, which is help, help to reveal, help to open up the pathway for other people to have that same realization that, oh my gosh, it's real. Yeah. And with that realization to change their life. Yes. In radical ways. So the kind of uh, interventions that, you know, that, that, I mean, I had a miraculous healing of my, of my own heart. I'd suffered with depression uh, my whole life until that encounter with angels. And uh, they slowly showed me how to work more deeply and powerfully with them. And it was interesting because when I, when I had that first miracle, I had a little bit, uh, resistance. I was resistant to share my angel experience with others. I came from a traditional psychotherapy background. I'm sitting with my clients for years or for years or months. And what happened was my heart and mind had opened so much that I could start feeling and sensing the presence of angels, especially when someone was really in pain right in front of me, I could start feeling them come in. So what I had to do was move out of my angel shame and start embracing the fact that shit, I'm going to have to talk about this now out loud to other people. Because when the miracle happened to me as a licensed psychotherapist, you don't want to talk about those experiences to other psychotherapists often because they might want to get you medicated. Absolutely. I was a licensed psychotherapist. I understand. And, and there was, I hit a point in my life where I had to leave that because I was seeing so much that was happening and changing in people's lives that had nothing to do with psychotherapy. Yeah, I found I found psychotherapy. I could really feel the energetic limits of psychotherapy, where it's like you stay in the story. Let's stay in the story. Story. That's it. Yeah, and then so when this other vibration started coming into the room with me, and uh, and I was already in communication with angels, but I wanted to keep it separate. Like, here's my angel life, my my spiritual life, and here's my work. My spiritual life over here, my work over here, but the angels weren't having it. And so when I started telling my clients, "Hey, you know, I work. I know this is not what we usually do, but you want to try something weird?" Because, and I just got to tell you, there's some angels here. And so I kind of went through my process of of just claiming it and owning it when it was happening, and and moving out of my own pride because I think it was pride that kept me from not saying anything as licensed psychotherapist. I'm, I've studied and I paid tens of thousands of dollars for this education. And, and now it's gonna, I'm going to be considered woo and qu- like quackery. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Did you go through that too? Absolutely. No, I loved that you're saying this. I didn't know this about you and I've never heard anybody use the phrase angel shame. Um, mine was more like energy shame, if you know, but I didn't think of it that way. So I, this is uh, this. I think a lot of our listeners can really relate to that separation of this part of my life where I am absolutely connected with spirit or with my intuition or divine intelligence, whatever you want to call it. And then my practical, intellectual, well-educated, smart life. Exactly. That we work so hard for within within the traditional system. But it's almost like there's a new sheriff in town. And those of us who are dialed in and hearing it, you either answer the call and start owning that truth Mm -hmm. or those systems that we are so sick of that keep us in sickness 
right? That keep us kind of dumbed down like our, our current institutions. You know, spirit is trying to break through to help us all, but we are the mouthpiece for that. And if we stay small and stay in shame and pretend like we don't know the truth of what's going on, like had I not started just owning my angels and just saying, okay, look, I believe in angels, damn it. And <laughs> it's real and they're here to help you. If I didn't start claiming that, um, I can't, there, there's thousands of people that would still be disconnected right now. And I, I didn't know what I was doing back then. Right then I was just, you know, I was just helping this one person, but I didn't know there was an actual movement. That was the beginning of our, my own movement. And for all of the light workers out there, you, you don't know what that critical moment is where you start have to moving in that direction. And in doing that, you become the, really the example and the carrier of a whole other vibration of wisdom and of possibility, because otherwise we're in that place of, well, all of that, whatever the that is, is impossible. And because it's impossible, I can't really give it much credence, even if I'm having these direct experiences. And so then we sort of split ourselves off into, you know, that which is, I'll acknowledge is real, and that which I won't. Yeah. And I feel like it's imperative that our spirituality not be a hobby, but it's that we infuse our knowledge or wisdom into everything. And I don't care if we're accountants or, uh, or hairdressers, that there's a place for all of it wherever we show up. And I feel like this split between, oh, business is over here and my spirituality is over here. Like I built an extremely successful business online and I did it with spirit under guidance Absolutely. and right. And so the more that we kind of get over, you know, turning our back and going, well, that's just a little too weird. And, you know, I didn't want to be confused with, uh, with being woo when I'm so grounded and practical and I've had like a, a, a serious intense life. And I didn't, you know, I'm not airy fairy at all, Lori. And, uh, you know, I, I, I come from like the darkness. And so, <laughs> so it's like, I, I, I had to cope with my own angel shame of like, and now I'm going to freaking talk about angels. Are you serious? <laughs> and the angels are like, yes, <laughs> we're serious. And, and, you know, and, and no matter how one frames that or talks about that or experiences that for me, that's what true leadership is. And so I want to acknowledge you as a leader who is willing to come forward with this way of both being connected with source and bringing it to the practical every day. How do we live life? Yes, it's so important. And I'm telling you that, you know, the miracles I didn't know were real uh, and they were real. And the first miracle I witnessed, that was just the beginning. And then more miracles happened. The more that I followed my intuition and I followed that soft gentle voice as opposed to the punitive naysaying doubtful voice the said the voice of self-doubt yes and many other voices <laughs> it gets a little more creative than sometimes self-doubt your mind did <laughs> you were well practiced it's like tyranny <laughs> uh Yes, they do that, don't they? People, you know, everybody that's listening, I know, can relate to the the experience of of that that critical voice, and that is not the voice of of love. It's not, and and, but however, people assume that that's their voice, that that's their thoughts. 
Mm-hmm. And it's not. It's the thoughts of our conditioning, the product of our conditioning, perhaps even our ancestral messages. Or, I mean, I've come to believe over the years that there are beings that can be very adjacent, close to us, that, that might be punking and usurping our mental power mm-hmm. and, and filling our heads. So, I, you know, whatever, whatever people believe, all we know is that whether it's an internal dark force or external dark force, we have to be wiser than that voice because there's another voice in there too. Yeah that's trying to set us all free. And that really is the crux of what um, the angels have shown me and what I've learned through my angel work. And I don't see angels as just simply uh, beings out somewhere else playing harp, right? To me, they are uh, allies that are standing here, right here, right now that can do, that can move literal mountains for us, but we have to like get in order first. We have to really know how to open up our lives and, and say yes to beauty and say yes to actually getting support and help so that we feel, because a lot of people don't feel worthy. I know I didn't feel worthy at the time because I was not religious. Uh, I, yeah, okay. I was not religious yeah. and I was also, here's a little side note, drinking about a fifth of tequila every two days, taking Adderall to pump myself up, uh, taking antidepressants. I had a three-year-old at home. I mean, I was really in one of the lowest parts of my life at the time and a psychotherapist, ironically, mm-hmm. that's how well psychotherapy works. Right. 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 So, <laughs> but, but so because they came to me in such a, a place where I was in sheer, full judgment, of myself where I knew I could do better. I knew I could be better, but I didn't feel worthy of any of it. And I actually didn't feel like I had any purpose in life. I was just burning the candles at both ends. So here they come in and lift my heart, lift my mind. And really it was when it, within a matter of days that the whole thing turned on a dime. I felt different in my body. Uh, my, my heart had lightened up and I just felt like, Oh, like new, really like a newborn. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and it was through that process that inspired me to do the work that I do now today and really, really inspired the book. Hmm. So I want to ask you about the book, um, Angel, The Angel Experiment. And I love that you use the word experiment in there. I want to, I want to ask you about that um, because I've always, I always speak about what I call inner research. And that inner research being the way that we start to connect with our own inner wisdom, our own inner environment, and how we decode the energetic messages that come. Right. So what moved you to write The Angel Experiment? And then, and then for you, why experiment? Yeah. Okay, so what moved me is really what moves, uh, what moves me to do anything when it comes to the work that I do is really it's guidance from, from the angels. And so it's really their book, not mine, but the book was actually based on one of the very first programs that I created to really help people dial in to the reality of angels. So when I talk and, and work with angels, with other people, it's not just me as a mouth box talking, 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 uh, and here's a book, and this is what it says about angels. I my platform is really about you do it. You walk through these steps, and you tell me what happens. Then at the end, if you actually do this, mm-hmm. you will tell me what happened for you. Wow. And so they guided me to create those initial programs, and and crossing my fingers the whole way. I'm like, okay, angels, I'm doing it. I'm doing it in the days that you tell me to do it. So I did 21 days and this is what they want me to do this day and this day. And they want you to do this, this day. And, and so 
what ended up happening was people started reporting all kinds of amazing, miraculous solutions that were happening in their body. They had physical healings. They had uh, heart healings. They just gained a new perspective. Um, they could feel the presence of their angels around them. And so, uh, so that's, that's why it's an experiment because I came in with skepticism. I didn't really ask to be the voice box for, for angels or a voice box for angels. It happened to me and I'm not a sucker. I'm not naive. I don't, I don't believe anything that I read to be frank. So I need proof. So this book, the reason why it's an experiment is like, if you want proof, if you want to really open your lives, then I'm going to take you through a process. And then it's up to you to decide afterwards whether or not it's true. Whether or not you can feel, see, or experience the support of angels after this. Because that's what teaches people how to do it and how to trust themselves rather than setting you up as the guru or as the master angel teacher or whatever you want to say. Yeah. And who wants that mantle? Oh gosh, I don't. I have a uh, actually a deep resistance to to uh, to even saying I'm a teacher. I, I really just, uh, if anything, I can help uh, activate, help be a bridge, mm-hmm. um, but only in that I, I go out there and say, "Hey, try this shit." And then people go, okay, I'm going to try it. You know, (laughs) I I, I have the same experience when I'm doing a Tere touch session on someone and it's a hands-on way of working with energy. And then at the very, they'll afterwards, they'll say, well, well, what did you get? You know, it's like, what, you know, what, what did you pick up? Because, but that's, that's like saying this is a psychic experience and I'm, and that's not what it's about. It's about teaching people how to connect with their own inner guidance and, and optimize that. And if they are looking to me to tell them about themselves, they're not learning how to trust what is happening and, and the way in which the energies are working with them. Exactly. And, you know, I do train people internationally um, how to open up their intuition and how to do healing work. But the way that I do it and the way that I teach is like, this is about really empowering your clients to discover the truth for themselves. Yes. Not to take their power away and tell them, I know your future or, you know, you might even have a hit about the future, but it doesn't matter. It just depends what's happening in the moment. So I have kind of like a, a, a kind of a different angle mm-hmm. uh, when you hear about, you know, intuitive teachers and stuff. I kind of don't promote a lot of the stuff that an intu- intuitive training uh, promote, but I just... I love it. It sounds like we're right in line. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, of course. <laughs> right? That's why we have this conversation. Um, but, uh, but yeah, no, it's been such a blessing to, to work with the angels at the level that I work with them because I've learned so much along the way about judgment and about really what I perceive is what you read in books about quote unquote God or mm-hmm. angels mm-hmm. and my actual experience. I've learned compa- so much compassion and doing sessions with people one-on-one over the years. It's, you know, they, they're in full hatred of themselves because they're maybe they're uh, doing, you know, too much cocaine or they're having an affair or uh, drinking too much or whatever. And every time I do, did a session for them in the beginning, it was like this swelling of love and support, always swelling of love and support. And it's like, well, this is not really what's, what, what we were raised to believe here. (laughs) It's not what we thought would be possible. No. And so I have learned to love myself, even my dark bits Mm -hmm. so much more because of this process. 
And then they're not dark bits. No, they're amazing. It's part of it's part of your secret secret power, exactly. and it's part of our incredible humanity. You know, if we were trying to, we're, so many of us are busy trying to ascend and and escalate. And to me, it's really about being so profoundly human with all of our bits and accepting all of it. To me, that's like our highest level of achievement is embracing our humanity, not trying to escape it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We don't need to ascend from our humanity. We need to ascend perhaps, but we bring our humanity with us. Yeah, I feel like the process is the opposite of how a lot of the new age community is talking about. They're talking about ascension. I think it's more like descension, descending into your deeper core self and allowing that to just naturally unfold as mm-hmm. opposed to climbing a ladder. Like that's the old way of doing things. It's, it's not this. It's the old paradigm. Yeah, it's way old. Ascension, but it's like bringing all of that it's transmuting all of that into something that has creative essence to it. Right, exactly. So so something I wanted to say about the angels, I was talking about how I don't see them out there just playing harps. I also want to say that for me and for many of the people that I'm teaching and training across the world or guiding through classes or courses or workshops or whatever, they are they act as activators. And that they can help detox you from the lies, detox you from the impurities. And I very much use them as a pathway towards um, enlightenment in a way, as a pathway towards consciousness, not just, hey, get me this. I want to make a lot of money, but help me be the human I am designed to be more fully. And so that is an angle uh, with working with angels that I I don't believe people are really talking about. It's like they're activators for your purpose, for your mission. Absolutely. I mean, that for me, you know, it's funny you should say that because that doesn't sound surprising at all to me. But as you say it, I realize, yes, of course, people are always, they may start out from that place of, I want more, give me more. And so that that brings me to one of the things I wanted to ask you about, and that's about expectations and, and the way of working with expectations, because I find in my work, people get caught a lot in in expectations, in when something is going to happen as well. I'm, I'm aligned, so why isn't it working? That kind of thing, in the way that I thought it was supposed to work. Yeah. And how expectations can derail you from what's possible, derail you from seeing what, what's really present. So what could you share with our audience about what you suggest for people to work with their own set of expectations? Yes, I think that people, especially when they really hear about um, some some of the miracles that happen for other people when they're doing this work, um, or even the, the miracle that happens uh, happened to me, they wonder, well, well, why can't I have a why why can't I have this experience? Why can't and you know I had a mind blowing miracle happen where um, I. I was, had just encountered the angels. I had an angel healing session done for me. And she said, go talk to the angels as if they're real. And uh, I'll make this story very short, but um, I started chatting them up, you know, doing, doing the steps, uh, imagining that they're real, talking to them, asking them to show me signs. And um, as I was driving down after three days of this, a lot of amazing synchronicities were happening. But after three days of doing this, a bird dropped from the sky and landed right in front of my car. So I had to hit the brakes and I drove around the car and it was this bird with a mangled wing and it was trying to push itself up. It was probably like pigeon size, you know, mm-hmm. back in 2010. And, uh, and I was like, whoa, this is really not a love 
like, this feels really bad right now. Angels, what the hell? I've been talking to you guys for a couple of days and this is what you give me. And so I didn't want to get out of the car because I was in a really bad part of LA. So I, um, I prayed for the bird and, and, and asked for it to just get taken out of its suffering, you know? So I drove around it and I looked in the rearview mirror. And as I watched that bird, it divided, started, started dividing itself. I saw a tiny bird jump up from the body of that bird. Then a second bird jumped up from the body of that bird. And then a third bird jumped up from the body of the bird and nothing was left on the ground. And, um, then I could feel this presence around me. So I got out of the car, even though I was in the hood, mm-hmm. I, got, I got out of the car. Here, it was okay. <laughs> and I just wanted to check to see what, if I really saw what I thought I saw. And I did. And again, like my heart was it's just, it felt like, like it expanded and I could have the chills. I got the chills and this, it almost felt like static in my hair. And so that was the, the, the life-changing miracle that I was refused to talk about for the first couple years because <laughs> nobody would believe me or they'd try and, you know, hospitalize me. So, um, so that's the miracle. And when you know that that's possible, you know, anything's possible. So, so now when I'm talking to my communities, they want that big angel experience. But the reason why that happened to me probably was because I was that dumb that they really needed, really (laughs) needed to get my attention. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I was that thick and that dense back then yeah. that they really needed to, whoosh, it was like the angel slapped me with a, whoosh, exactly. yeah, are you sure you want to die? Are you sure? It's like, no, okay, maybe I'm not. Maybe I'm going to change my mind real quick. What the heck just happened to me? So, so, um, so yeah, managing our expectations is always, uh, always something, but I, I will say what, that the angels help you with just having gratitude for even the tiniest things. Mm-hmm. Uh, with no expectations. So it's really about redialing our tuner into uh, outside of these grandiose, big, I need this. I, I asked for a car. Someone just emailed me a couple months ago. I keep on praying for a car. There's still not a car. What's wrong with me? What's wrong with the angels? They're not listening, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, you know what? Angel work is not tantrum work. If you want a tantrum, don't, don't come and do my work. That's, we don't do tantrums. Okay. Oh, that's good. <laughs> yeah. 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 Not tantrum work. We don't do tantrum work. You can find someone else who might support that, but that's not what I do. I try, I work really hard to empower your and deepen your relationship with spirit and your relationship with life. And that's really the main thing that how I work with angels. Now the angels will open up pathways. People get job offers, random cash flying at them. I mean, all kinds of things happen in that way, but that's never been my real focus. My focus is awakening your heart and just really being able to enjoy the life that you have have already, which is already a gift. So, um, so it's really about, about opening up, not to be cliche, because there's a lot of talk about there like, oh, just be grateful. And, but it really just kind of naturally happens. Mm-hmm. And great gratitude is not something you can just have. It's a frequency that you have to open up to. It's an invitation to live in a different way, to experience your life in a different way. It's not necessarily just a decision. People mm-hmm. do it at the surface thing, but um, the, on the energetic journal. What was that? They keep a gratitude journal and, 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 and do it as a kind of a mantra without really doing it to the energy of it as you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. So this is where, where, where the angels come in. They open up pathways for, to, to really, I feel, uh, 
reverse our heart and take it back to its original state, the way that it was designed to. And if we lived in a planet where there wasn't all the separation, if we lived in a space where there wasn't so much pain and and meanness and greed and suffering and trauma, if our hearts had never been ex- had that experience, we would be like those little brand new babies. Mm-hmm. We're the way we are, I believe, not because we grew up, but because we got polluted, not because uh, we're like, oh, now we're adults and we're, you know, that's just trauma. <laughs> yeah, that's forgetting. I mean, which is the kind of most basic trauma in a way. Which yeah. Who we really are. And, you know, really. Where we came from and what's possible. Yeah. Well, and how can we not when our when our parents are so traumatized and they're passing this down and our our culture as a whole and the news stations you see and we just we're so we're like babies. We are babies. So we soak in all this negative energy and then we assume that's our natural state. So when I started working with angels right away for me, I started clearing out the lies that I was carrying around about and my perceptions about reality, which was, uh, and myself, oh, I'm just depressed. I actually wasn't depressed. I was just polluted with, mm-hmm. with trauma <laughs> and all this stuff. And so, um, so and yeah. it may not even be your trauma. That's the other thing I want to bring in. It may be ancestral trauma. Exactly. Or just simply, if you're a sensitive being, what you pick up from, because we are one field, we are one collective and entity, and it may be what you're picking up from something that's happening on the other side of the world or something on the other side of the world that happened a decade ago. Exactly. And it's like you don't know the reality of that until you've been detoxed. Mm-hmm. And then you go, oh, wait a second. I was about to kill myself. Mm-hmm. And wait a second. I didn't actually like none of that. If that, those emotions can go away in 20 minutes or 30 minutes or an hour, then they're not yours and they're not real. And so you keep unwinding the layers mm-hmm. and things get juicier and juicier. Now, <laughs> yeah. So, and I found that out very quickly when I started including angels in my pre- private practice, who I told you about the struggle. Mm-hmm. People were, people who'd been crying for six months, postpartum depression disappearing after just one session, Lori. And then it's like, I had to stop being a psychotherapist. <laughs> I know. I, I mean, I, I had to give that, that was my career and everything else. And I had to give it up because wait a minute, you're shifting this pattern that has been there because my patterns shifted so quickly in, you know, in a moment, in a breath. Exactly. So when you realize you can do like quantum methods towards healing, you can't just stay in the old system anymore. Um, But yeah, so there could be people that are listening right now that are feeling completely polluted and believing that that's how they're just their negative voice. And, but it's really just, we we pick up pollution because we have sweet and sensitive hearts and we go internal and we start locking them down because uh, sometimes this place can be very painful. So angels really have given me and uh, so many people the resilience that it takes to, to not just live, but to thrive. Yeah. And, you know, I'm thinking as you say that about people who we can document have had really traumatic lives, especially early lives. And I was actually talking to someone like that this morning. Just stories that would curl your toes. And yet they've come through it as if it had never happened. Amazing. And it's like they they've walked that path, maybe without even knowing it, because that assistance has been there. Yes. And back to your original question, 
and why I do this work because we are not alone. Mm. We are not alone. Mm-hmm. Right. And so, yeah, that's a perfect example of how supported we are. And then when you learn how to shift your mindset and your eyes and your ears, and you really begin to open them up to the influence and the, the beautiful wake of the angels that they leave behind with their footprints. Yeah. Um, it's, it's just life changes, right? Everything changes. It's a game changer. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Corinne, I just, my heart feels so full in, in listening to you and in being with you. I can just, you know, you feel the reality of what you are, are speaking to. I can't wait for your book to come out. <laughs> are you going to do the experiment, Lori? Well, I, I, I think I live the experiment. You, live so. it, you are it. <laughs> how can, well, I, want, I want to ask you, first of all, how can people connect with you? And how can people get your book when it comes out? Oh, they can, you know, log on to my uh, website, corengrillo.com. Uh, you can find the book there and you can also find uh, some of my other fun stuff that's there. We have some, uh, we have some, the seven day miracle challenge, which is a free seven day email sequence that walks you through steps mm-hmm. to open your life uh, to angels. But yeah, most things that I'm doing, you can find on my website. So love to stay connected. Oh, and I just, I, I, I'm excited. This is coming out October 27th. So it's like, it's around the corner, depending on when you're listening to this, you know, yeah. you could be, you're listening to this after it's come out, go and find it. I'm sure you'll be on Amazon, right? Yeah. So you can actually pre, if you're listening to it before October 27th, you can, you can pre-order it. It's there. You can pre-order it through my website. Yeah. And they pre-order it from Amazon too, or no. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Great. That's such a, a wonderful way to just to start getting connected with what can be a life and game changer. Oh, yes. Yes. And, you know, the, usually the people who know that they're meant to uh, bring bring angel work in, they, they can feel it. You can feel it in your body. Um, and uh, it's just it's just a matter of us listening, you know, for those moments and really feeling into those those peaks of interest and ooh, that inspiration. That's often how angels start communicating with us. They give us inspiration to pursue something completely different, like with the angel thing for me. Yes. <laughs> yes. Out of the blue. Yeah, I will often say after a tray touch session to somebody, uh, to a client, I will say, pay attention to the kinds of thoughts that come in that might be so strange or so unusual that you, you want to dismiss it because it's so different. But that's where, you know, the energies are bringing something in that is brand new to you, but uh, it's for you. Beautiful. Yes, that's it. It's a, you start hearing a different voice. That's all, you know, that's what happens. Mm-hmm. You just start hearing it. You start being able to believe it more. Yeah. And then you start taking sacred actions. Oh, tell I, I was going to ask you, like, what would you want to leave our audience with? And I actually, I would love it if you would say something about taking sacred action. Yes. So a lot of the people who tantrum about this hasn't happened and this hasn't, I wanted a new job. And I still haven't gotten a, a new job. And then when I ask, well, what have you done? Uh, you know, they're still like sitting, sitting around. I put out a resume. Okay, excuse me, but you can't win the lottery if you stay stuck at home, uh, you know, sitting on the couch and eating chips. You have to get up, go down to the liquor store, actually purchase a ticket at least. And a lot of, <laughs> there, there, there's a lot of people who are literally just praying to angels and expecting angels to just, or God, to go and do something for them. That's not how it works. They We're give partnership. 
Yes, we're, it's a collaboration and you have free will. So mm-hmm. it will give you the inspiration. You will get this, ooh, that's a great idea. But most of us keep it in the idea field and not in the action field. Yes. So what I would love for all of us to do after this podcast is really start listening to the inspiring thoughts that you're having and ask every day, what can I do to take myself to, to, to a greater day or what can I do to serve? And you listen and you take inspired action just one step at a time. Often we will not see the big picture right away. We will just Mm -hmm. feel this first thing. Like when I did my first, when I finally decided to take an angel training, this is after the miracle, I was already doing the work, but I was like, finally, I'm going to do an angel training. Um, I had no... Uh, no, when I took it, I didn't think I was ever going to like just talk about angels. That was still my secret thing that I was doing. <laughs> the one sacred action at the time, and here I am, just a few years later, doing what I do across the world. Right, That's great, freaking crazy. I know, I know, and it's it's amazing what will open up when we do that. So thank you for your invitation to our listeners about Yes, and I will say that this kind of guidance often is one hundred percent impractical. It you're your mind will tell you, I don't have the time. I don't have the money. It's impractical. When you have that trifecta, take a second look at that and do it. (laughs) And if if, if it's something, this is something that I think goes right along with that. If it's something that your personality just exactly wants you, it's like, oh yeah, that's exactly what I wanted to do. Take a second look at that because that's, that can fall under that place of needing to have discernment when you start getting excited about what you've heard, and maybe it's you take a breath because it's it's more often the thing that you think, where did that come from? I would never have thought of that. Right? Yeah, because you we're, we are conditioned to take really smart, practical, safe steps mm-hmm. in our lives, and so the other voice is often out of the box. Yeah, often out of the box. And but when we don't you find though when we when you start to do that when you start to take those sacred actions that the feeling the feeling in the body is one of yes of rightness of rightness yes I feel like it feels right it's it's like this it's an, it feels like an opening and on the on the back end it can also be quite terrorizing so so many of the steps that I've taken have been one part one giant part enthusiasm excitement mm-hmm. in the what if this is possible field mm-hmm. but then alongside of it is the old me who's terrorized by growing bigger and and letting go of my uh, not being not calling myself a psychotherapist fully you know and so um, so I think that is combination of like, it feels wonderful. There's an opening and also it could be scary. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. Yeah. It's all it courage. Yeah. We, I feel like the best things uh, for in, in, in our lives are hiding behind this like wall of fear, wall of terror. Um, and if we're feeling trapped, we should really check into looking at what are we really afraid of and what do we really want to? What's real? What's what are we really inspired to do? But it's just like feels like weird, too much, too hard. <laughs> well, we've laid out quite an invitation for people. <laughs> yes, I think we have. <laughs> mm, thank you, Corinne. I just I've been loving talking with you. I feel like we could just keep keep going. I know we could. Uh, <laughs> we will. I'll invite you back after your book is out for a bit, and I think oh. some other stories to tell. Oh, wonderful, Lori. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me on and chatting with you.
I'm just, I'm delighted to have had you here. So remember folks, October 27th is when Corinne's book comes out, The Angel Experiment, and you can pre-order it now. Thanks for being with us today at Wisdom Talk Radio too. Join us here regularly for more wisdom, discovery, and illumination. Remember, you can find us on your favorite place to listen to podcasts, whatever that may be. And if you've enjoyed listening today, please leave us a review because that helps people access the wisdom. For more about optimizing your connection with your own creative intelligence, find me, Laurie Seymour, over at thebacajourney.com. See you next time. Thanks for joining us here at Wisdom Talk Radio. We wish you well in your conscious explorations. For more information and to join in the conversation, our website is wisdomtalkradio.com or at Wisdom Talk Radio on Facebook.